If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Pascal Siakam was just traded to the Indiana Pacers in a deal where the Toronto Raptors get back three first-round picks, one of those being heavily protected. We're going to talk about all and more and what it could mean for Zach Levine's trade value right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content, man. And so Pascal Siakam has now officially been traded in basically what the rumor deal was to the Indiana Pacers in a deal where the Raptors are getting back Bruce Brown in his contract, which they can get out of due to a team option up this upcoming summer, which is going to save them a lot of money. Uh, they get Bruce Brown and they get two unprotected first round picks. Well, I'm sorry, three overall first round picks. Two of those being unprotected. They get the uh, the Indiana Pacers' own first-round pick in this year's draft, 2024. And then the second 2024 pick is going to be whichever one's worse between OKC, Utah, Houston, and Clippers. Now, they also get a 2026 uh, first-round pick. Now, that one is top four protected. And the reason why that pick is so heavily protected is due to Pascal Siakam being able to become a free agent this offseason and decide where he's going to go. So, the Pacers make a calculated risk when it comes to Pascal Siakam. They do save themselves a little bit as well in case he does leave in free agency this offseason. And they get a player that's just outright going to help that team so much. When you look at them signing Bruce Brown this offseason, giving him a two-year deal with that player with that team option we talked about, they are now adding a player. They're going from a player that was averaging 12 points per game to a player in Pascal Siakam that, that's averaging 22 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 5 assists, and he's doing that on 52% shooting from the field. He's taking 16 shots per game. He's also chipping in a little bit over a steal per game and shooting the ball 31% from three-point range. They are getting better. And when you look at the standings right now in the Eastern Conference, the Indian Pacers are, are hoping to shoot up that. They currently sit right now as the sixth seed. They've, gone, they've won seven out of the last ten games, and they, they only sit two and a half games back of the three seed in the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. So they're definitely hoping with better help from Tyrese Halliburton and Pascal Siakam now joining that team, that they can definitely shoot up there and compete with the likes of the Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, and Philadelphia 76ers. And so that, that part remains to be seen. It definitely is going to change a little bit in the Eastern Conference. And we look at it so far, the two biggest deals made during the season so far have both gone to, uh, have both helped strengthen Eastern Conference teams. In the, uh, in the New York Knicks, who also in a trade with the Toronto Raptors, and then now in Pascal Siakam. And so there are, of course, questions around Pascal Siakam. And, of course, people asking, well, does he impact winning, right? Which is a case where people ask for Zach Levine, considering how bad the Toronto Raptors are. I think everybody kind of looks at the Raptors as a different situation, though, with those pieces just not quite fitting together. 
um, but he's joining a team that is a winning team, and he and he's going to be able to help that team uh, holistically as well with just how they're able to play the game of basketball and adding another 20-point threat, and they still got depth on that team. The, the thing that the beauty in this trade for what the, um, what the Indiana Pacers are getting out of it is they're getting a player in Pascal Siakam who really, uh, you know, who can fit in, slide in that team. They're probably going to move Naismith back to the three um, or stay, keep him at the three. Pascal Siakam is going to be the four now. And now you get Jalen Smith who's going to be backing them up. You still have Benedict Mathurin coming off the bench as well. You got Nate Brand uh, as well off the bench. This team is a fairly deep team, a solid enough team. Still got Buddy Hield on that team to help stretch the floor. And that is what potentially could make Pascal Siakam so much more dangerous on this roster than what he was on the Indiana Pacers, considering the added spacing that this Indiana Pacers team does have. And so the Pacers get a, a player back, an all-star back, and in a deal that, yeah, they had to give up three first-round picks. And, you know, those other two are probably not going to be good, especially if the Pacers go with the route that they are hoping that they're, they're going to be able to go and compete, how they're going to hope to compete in the playoffs. But this is naturally asked us Bull, or led us Bulls fans to ask, what does this mean potentially for Zach Levine? Now, keep in mind, most people are looking at Zach Levine's contract and say, thinking, what's the contract that's really holding people back? Well, Pascal Siakam is only making $3 million, well, a whole, less than three, about $2.2 million less than Zach Levine. Now, we know that Pascal Siakam is a better player than Zach Levine. That's not the question that I'm here to make. The question now is, the, 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 the doubt around Zach Levine being able to be moved, how much validity is that, right? And you got to ask yourself the questions here. Is it a mixture of two things going on with Zach Levine's trade market reportedly being as low as some people are saying it to be? Is it a mix of other GMs around the league trying to keep that value low and hoping to be able to slide in there and get Zach Levine back for, you know, matching the salaries and maybe a couple, first, a couple of first-round picks or maybe just picks and maybe a promising young player or something like that? Or is it that the Chicago Bulls are really playing this closer to the vest than what many of us think and really trying to experience the thrill of March Madness? If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. To evaluate the situation that is around Zach Levine and, and the market and this trade now for Pascal Siakam could have, if the if the market isn't as bad as rumored, it could have just given the Chicago Bulls front office a little bit of a leg to stand on. Now, I think the truth is probably somewhere in the middle of that, but the Bulls still hold all the cards in. There. And like I said in today's daily episode, the Bulls are not in a place where they have to trade Zach Levine. They don't. Now, he can make a fuss. He can not play well. He can seem like he seemingly quit on the team again. But ultimately, the Bulls do not have to pull the trigger on any deal right now, considering Zach Levine is under contract and he's still under contract for another three years, which could make Zach Levine play a little bit nicer. Now, Zach Levine's contract does go up by $3 million the next season. So, of course, trading him in the offseason would have to match it, put in even more salary for opposing teams. And I do think, much like I've been saying, is that 
even as a consolation prize, meaning that teams that have now struck out on Pascal Siakam, which now the Kings, who we've heard, were in on Zach Levine before, more so pivoted towards Pascal Siakam. They could be back in. And now the last chip to fall is kind of DeJounte Murray, which the Los Angeles Lakers are, are kind of focusing on right now. And if DeJounte does not become a Los Angeles Laker, that's when you could look at maybe even the Lakers get back in and trying to do some things. Now, the one downside to that is both those teams are Western Conference teams. And as I said already, is that most of the, the two teams that have made trades now with the Toronto Raptors to get their pieces in OG and Pascal Siakam are both teams in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, I do think that some teams in the Eastern Conference are going to look at this and try to, you know, make trades. I don't really know if I if I see them coming, uh, if they, I see them getting in on the Zach Levine market. Could they? Yeah. Or it could mean that teams now that are below the Indiana Pacers, like the teams lower down, like the Atlanta Hawks and things like that, could maybe they get back in and try to make a splash trade, even maybe the Brooklyn Nets, but the Orlando Magic, right? Teams that we've heard kind of tangentially maybe being interested in Zach Levine. The Brooklyn Nets reportedly are listening kind of offers on Mikael Bridges, but not actively shopping him, much like we did with Zach Levine a couple of off-seasons ago. Uh, not to say that I think the Bulls are going to get Mikael Bridges back. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about everything right now. Uh, but I do think that where things are headed right now is that we're going to see a place because, uh, you know, with the trades that nobody was really talking about the Indiana Pacers before that rumor came out as being a team that could make a move for Pascal Siakam. And there could be that same type of thing that happens with a team in the Western Conference or any conference for that matter that maybe wants to take a shot on Zach Levine. Do not believe the hype that Zach Levine, that there's absolutely no trade market for him. And if there is absolutely zero trade market for a player like Zach Levine that can still average over 28 points per game, is still an offensive threat, and is showing a little bit more defensively as a second option, if there is truly no market out for Zach, the Chicago Bulls would be crazy to trade Zach Levine at a time where they don't necessarily have to. Yes, you want to gauge things. You don't want to try to move a player in a market that's just terrible, but you don't want to give up on a player that isn't a threat to become a free agent, that isn't leaving you for nothing, that that you still have. He doesn't have a player option until 2026-27, which is his 31-year-old season. You don't have to make a move unless that move suits something that you see and want from your team. And I think that's the biggest thing to come out of this. The Toronto Raptors played it well, right? Teams that thought the Toronto Raptors were going to be blowing that thing all up for years before they officially did. And so, you know, it's something to be said about a team that just wants to try to take a shot at holding on to their player and waiting to that, to that, uh, that deal gets to a place where they are comfortable at. And so we'll see what ends up happening with Zach Levine. Keep seeing trades happen around there. The other players that are rumored and, and on the trade block are out there. They've been moved. And uh, maybe that makes many teams pivot back towards Zach Levine at some point in time. But as I've said, do not believe what people are saying that there's no trade marker for Zach Levine. I do think that there is a trade marker for Zach Levine. But when it comes down to it, how does that trade marker play off for the Bulls? That's the biggest question left here remaining. And so we'll end up seeing Indiana Pacers get better, a team not only in our conference, but also in our division. And, you know, the teams below that. And here's the thing. I want to talk about this before we go. If people are asking how the trade itself impacts the Chicago Bulls, I'd say none. The Pacers are already a team better than the Chicago Bulls. They're going to continue to be a team better than the Chicago Bulls. So I don't necessarily think that that hurts the Bulls too much, in my opinion, with where the Bulls currently sit at. The thing that, it, that this impacts the Bulls the most on is that trade market. Does it hurt? Does it help? Let me know what you guys think down below. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 
for the mailbag. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Breaks, Breaks Media. 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 Media.